0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turbul peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in.
1: Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Rama. Hello, I'm Maddie Nixon. I'm Jessica Eighty. This episode uh, has two
0: whole swear words right at the very end. (laughs) Look out for those and some political shenanigans. Get ready, get going. (laughs) Shall we? Yes, I'm so keen to learn. (laughs) Okay. All right, Jessica.
1: Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know why I do this every time. Um, so I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of Australians know Harold Holt for one specific thing, which we will get to, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Uh, but a lot of people, especially in like your and my generation, don't know much
0: else about him. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he actually had like a super lengthy career and it's actually a super wild ride during a pivotal time of global change spanning like World War II to the Vietnam War to the Cold War but also nationally Australia was taking steps to separate itself from the British Empire. So it's like actually, yeah, yeah, so it's actually a pretty epic tale. So what I'm saying is strap in and get ready to learn.
0: (laughs) I'm so ready to learn. (laughs) Yeah, great
1: okay so we'll start at the beginning Harold Edward Holt I almost said Harold Edward anyway <laughs> good start Harold Edward Holt uh, was born on the 5th of August 1908 in Stanmore New South Wales he said uh, I yeah. know what Stanmore is that's on my train line there you go you can visit mm. his place of birth maybe that could be a fun activity
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it could or it could be very dull indeed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he -hmm. studied law at the university of
1: melbourne from 1927 to 1930 and then practiced law until 1949 during this time in 1933 harold joined the young nationalists which was the youth arm of the united australia party which you may remember becomes the liberal party in the future from the emu episode yes i love that Yeah, we're going to visit some old friends from the Emu War. (laughs) Yeah, so if you've listened to the Emu War, you might recognise some of these people. So while a member of the Young Nationalists, Holt becomes friends with a few key players of that time, including Robert Menzies, who mentored him. In 1934, at just 26 years old, Holt ran in the Victorian state election in the seat of Clifton Hill against Bert cremien of the Labor Party. Bert, who now Cremion, cremien Kremi- okay, yeah. The seat, don't know him. No, I haven't met him. Um, the seat was an extremely safe Labor seat, and Holt lost severely.
0: Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about the time. Whether that's an oh no, or whether that's great. Um, well yeah oh no for him oh no for him yeah oh, no for him mm. that same year
1: Holt then ran in the federal election in the seat of yarra which was in eastern melbourne and no longer exists harold ran as the nominee for the united australia party against james scullo scullen
0: oh. oh scullo returns
1: yep The seat of Yarra was also an extremely safe Labor seat (laughs) and had um, never had another party win there ever Mm. and never would until the seat dissolved in 1969, which means Ah. that obviously Holt did not win.
0: Um, Holt did not win.
1: No. So James Scullin, who was a former prime minister and the current leader of the Labor Party at the time, won by Mm. a significant margin. So mm. it's a pretty big seat. People love scullow. Yeah, they love Scullo. Um, it's a pretty big seat to take on for your first mm. go at 26 years old, if you yeah, ask I was just me. just say 26. That's pretty bold. 26, he's going for the leader of the opposition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May as well take a swing. In his first year of politics. However, all was good and well for Halty because the next year in 1935, he was elected through a by-election to the federal seat of Faulkner in southern Melbourne, which was a much more conservative
0: upper-class seat. Okay, so they just slotted him in when someone else was retiring or something.
1: Menzies was like, I like you,
0: just come in anyway. Okay, right.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was the youngest person in the federal government at only 27 years old. <laughs> that is young. That is that is a uh, that is older than me. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yep. Yep. No thanks. Holt uh, <laughs> would be a federal MP in the Australian Parliament for 32 years. So he spent the majority of that time on the bench and in power as the Mm -hmm. Australian United Party and then the Liberal Party held power for the majority of this period post the Great Depression. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the only time he was in opposition was from 1941 to 1949. So other than that, they were in power that entire time.
0: Mm. I mean, eight years seems like a long time until you're just like, nah, but he was doing it for 30. Yeah, eight eight is like two terms out of 32 Mm. years. It's nothing. Um, Yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: So the Prime Minister during the majority of this time was his good mate, Robert Menzies, um, Mm. except for the brief period in opposition, obviously. Menzies became the leader of the United Australia Party and the Prime Minister after his predecessor, Joseph Lyons. From the Emu War? Mm-hmm. Jojo. Jojo. Joseph mm-hmm. Lyons suddenly died of a heart attack two years earlier.
0: Oh, Jojo.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Lyons was the first Prime Minister to die
0: while in office. I remember this. Um, did he die in his office or we don't know? <laughs> while in office. <laughs> I, did. I, don't, I
1: can't <laughs> confirm that if it was, yeah, look. In office just means he was the prime minister. Yeah, while he was working, yeah. he could have been in his office. We'll have. Yeah, and we don't. Know. We'll do a follow up. Um, mm. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to smash through some of the key milestones from the 32 years that Holt spent in Parliament from the 1930s to the 1960s. Okay, great. A I'm long braced. Time. I'm ready. Yeah.
0: So, he was
1: a member of the Advisory War Council from 1940 to 1941, which is obviously World War II era. Mm-hmm. Um, during this time, he enlisted in the Australian Imperial Force as a gunner to assist with the war effort in the midst of World War II. So, at this time, parliamentarians received a military wage in addition to the parliamentary wage. So, you could, oh. do, you could do both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, However, later that same year in August, a plane crashed in Canberra while attempting to land. The crash killed 10 people, including three senior ministers of the Australian Parliament. The cause of the crash was never fully determined as the plane was almost entirely destroyed in the devastating event. So the passengers had to be identified by possessions only, with one passenger's watch stopping precisely at 10.50 a.m., Wow. Yeah, so this is actually a pretty significant um, plane crash. I think it was the most devastating one that they've had ever in Australia at the time. So upon inspection of the wreckage, a tree stump was found to be within the wreckage, within the the plane, what was left of it, Mm. giving rise to the theory that the plane crash may have been caused by landing on the stump but was never fully confirmed. So three of the ten victims were later identified as three senior federal ministers, which is where Holt comes in. So those ministers Mm. were G.A. Street, who was Minister for the Army, J.V. Fairbairn, which is Minister for Air, and Sir Henry Gullet, the Vice President
0: of the Executive Council. Street, Fairbairn, Gullet. Yeah. Strong, strong names.
1: Yeah, and like Army MP Mm. names, yeah. Yeah. So the other victims were the staff operating the plane as well as administrative and secretarial staff of the current government. It was because of this event that Holt was recalled from the military back to parliament by Prime Minister Menzies. Ah. Yeah, so out of this tragedy, Holt kind of begins to rise. Yeah. Yeah. So by October... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is uh, a common occurrence these days. Uh, um it really is. By October, which was a few months later, Holt was appointed the minister in charge of the Council of Scientific and Industrial Research until 1941. On the 8th of October 1946, Holt marries Zara Kate Fell, knee oh. mm-hmm. Zara is... A boss bitch, I'm just going to say it. So, mm-hmm. Zahara was born in Kew, Q, Q Victoria. Some Victorians going to tell that's me that's right. place, yeah. Yep, yeah. in 1909. She had previously been married and had three kids, including a pair of twins. Harold legally adopted her children and they adopted the last name Holt. Many years later, it was revealed by biographer Tom Frame that Holt was likely to be the twins' biological father.
0: Oh,
1: which is another thread we will visit a few times in this tale.
0: Fascinating.
1: Holt and his uh, extracurricular activities.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a
1: few quick facts about Zara before we move on because she's pretty amazing. Uh, she mm-hmm. co-owned a salon called Mag in Turak, which won the Australian Gown of the Year Award in 1961. Fancy. She was celebrated for bringing a sense of style to the role of the Prime Minister's wife as well as being an established businesswoman. She was a Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire for devotion to the public interest and, most importantly, was the fashion advisor for the uniforms of the Australian officials of Expo 67 in Montreal. Oh, that's cool. So she was clearly a very cool... Yeah, love an expo, (laughs) love a very cool fashionista who is very business savvy. Mm. Good for her. Back to Holt. Yeah. So in 1949, Holt was appointed as the Minister for Immigration and the Minister for Labor and National Service. Then in 1956, (laughs) seven years later, he became the deputy leader of the Liberal Party. Um, okay so the party did change obviously in that time so it changed from the united australia party under the leadership of menzies 11 years before this which is a whole okay. other episode because it's a long and complicated story mm-hmm. yep yeah. holt was then appointed as the treasurer while still the deputy leader in 1958 he was okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's just there for the longest time. He was really? deputy leader and of the Liberal Party and the Treasurer for um, nearly 10 years until 1966 when Prime Minister Robert Menzies announced his retirement. So as deputy leader, Holt automatically is appointed as the caretaker prime minister. Um, but was then voted officially by the Labor Party as the PM six days later uncontested. So basically every single person was like, he's been here long enough. Like no one <laughs> no one contested him. Everyone was just like, no, nah, we're giving it to Holt. <laughs> like,
0: fine. Yeah. He's a part of the furniture. Yeah, it's he's fine.
1: 32 but... long years. <laughs> he has spent more of his life in Parliament than not in Parliament at
0: this stage. Mm. This man clearly froths the Liberal Party. They're like, yep, fine, welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolute frothing,
0: like team player, yep. Mm.
1: Okay, so Harold Holt, after 30, my note says 32 long years in government, <laughs> in capital letters, was sworn in as the 17th Prime Minister of Australia on the 26th of January 1966. He was the first prime minister born in the 20th century. Well, which is hard to wrap your brain around, but of course. Yeah. As well as the first to employ a speechwriter. He believed that Australia needed to become more independent from Britain, but was a strong supporter of the country's relationship with the United States, especially after World War II.
0: Okay.
1: So later the same year, in 1966, they hold a federal election, somewhat acting as a test for his leadership. Will the population support the change after nearly 30 years on and off of Robert <laughs> Menzies being the prime minister?
0: Mm. Um, could you imagine having a prime minister for the better part of 30 years? Well, I've only been alive for the better part of 30 years. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... We get the, we're lucky to get one, like, for the better part of a term. I know, you know? Like, we I know. Yeah.
1: yeah, if Scott Morrison survives this fortnight, which he might not oh. um, <laughs> at this rate. We are recording in February uh, 2021, everyone. yeah. <laughs> um, if he survives, he will be the first Prime Minister that has been in an election that I've been involved in in my adult life to last an entire
0: term. Wow.
1: I had not thought about that. Yeah. On the other Mm. hand, Menzies was like 30 years minus that brief period in the middle where (laughs) I was in opposition. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is when things get really extra spicy.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Like we're not talking me goreng spicy. We're not talking sriracha. We're talking like extra Tabasco spicy. Mm -hmm, mm
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: The 19. 19- right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my that's sweaty my scale. Sweaty head. Let's yeah, go. my mustache is going to get sweaty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's a quote. Okay. The-, <laughs> uh, the 1966 election is known as one of the most publicly turbulent elections that Australia has ever had. It is the peak of anti-Vietnam War sentiment and just after the arrest of the first conscientious objector William White who was a young teacher who refused to serve in the Vietnam War. Mm. This led to many altercations on the campaign trial. So the Vietnam War had been denounced by the Labour Party making them in simplistic terms the anti-war party and the Liberal Party as the pro-war party during this particular election. Mm-hmm. At one rally in Sydney, up to 1,000 anti Vietnam War demonstrators attended. Holt was heckled, spat on, and punched by members of the crowd.
0: Punched?
1: Yeah. Wow. If anyone's interested in a visual representation, you can find a video of him being hit by a placard and <sighs> like
0: ushered into a vehicle and stuff. Yep. Ah, uh, you don't get to see that these days. No. I mean, Egg Boy, but it's... Yeah, I was going to say the occasional rogue egg, but... <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not the mm. same. I mm. mean, that time that someone threw a shoe. Anyway, but... <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> on QA. and a Anyway. Uh, oh. Precious memories. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing I feel to Patriot is... <laughs> <laughs> that kid with the egg. Someone throwing a shoe oh. on Q&A. Uh <laughs> So in response, Holt stated that the meeting was stimulating, but I must confess the last 20 yards outside were the most rugged I have ever encountered in 31 years of campaigning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So where to spin it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's actually quite an interesting speaker, but yeah, we'll get to mm. that. This plus an additional incident where a labor leader was shot at the oh, end of an no. election meeting. Yeah, he lived, but mm. that's a whole other episode as well. This this whole Damn. era is wild. Mm. Um, yeah, so that plus the this Labor leader being shot um, led to a call for politicians to have increased permanent security, which wasn't really a thing in Australia before this time. So 10 days before the election on the 16th of November, Nigel Gaish was arrested for abusing a taxi driver. During his arrest it was discovered that he had allegedly spent 6 days prior waiting outside of Parliament House for Mr Holt in order to kill him. Wow. Yeah. So it turns out he was in possession of a cut down um, 22 caliber rifle, up to 100 rounds of ammunition and a newspaper clipping of a photo of Harold Holt. So a guy was hoping um, to be sent back to Yugoslavia and thought that the police might have him sent back if they believed he was attempting to kill the Prime Minister. Mm. That was his whole MO.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Trying he, to get deported.
1: Yeah. He was eventually trialled but not charged because the jury just couldn't land on whether he had legitimate intent or whether he was just trying to get home. Trying to get a flight
0: home. That's a big swing if that's your goal. You're trying to figure out how to, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So turbulent times for Holt. Mm. Um,
1: Finally, on the 26th of November, 1966, Holt won the election with a significant majority. According to the Australian Prime Minister's Centre, these are the key milestones from Holt's prime ministership. So we're going to smash through these. All right, I'm ready. Yep, he's in for a year and a half. This is what he gets done. So in 1966, Senator Annabelle Rankin was appointed Minister for Housing and is the first Australian woman um, to be administered to a federal government department. Also in 1966, is the introduction of the decimal currency instead of the pound, which was a
0: really big Catchy deal. jingle for that. We'll do that one day.
1: Oh, great. Oh, glad, mm. to, glad to hear. Better than the anthem?
0: Mmm. Da, 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 1966, that's how it goes the end. Oh. I don't remember the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it's catchy. pretty easy to be better than the anthem. But- oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, also in
1: 1966 were significant changes to the White Australia policy, lowering the requirements for non-European entry, residency and citizenship. And Australia enters into an agreement with the United States for the establishment of a joint defence space research
0: facility at Pine Gap
1: in Northern Territory.
0: in 19- Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things in that list that we will revisit in later episodes. This is this is a choose. list of episodes, yeah. this list. Mm. Yeah. In
1: 1967, the Australia Council, now known as the Australia Council for the Arts, was formed. So, side note, Holt was persuaded by public servant H.C. Nugget Coombs. Nugget. <laughs> Nugget. Is
0: that... Is that a nickname or is that their name name? It is a nickname, but even Great. if you, like all of
1: his kind of online presence is H.C. Nugget Coombs. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He was the former governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia and was actually Labor Party affiliated, so they were kind of, you know, enemies who were friends. Um, mm. His
0: name's Nugget, of course. Yeah, anyway. Nuggo.
1: But, yeah, so he was actually a huge part of the decimal currency, but he... He was the one who convinced Holt to start the Australia Council for the Arts, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, And both men prior to this were actually pivotal in the establishment of the Australian Ballet in 1962. Didn't know that. Yeah, so Holt was a big fan of federal funding for the arts.
0: Harold and Nugget, Mm -hmm. off to the ballet. Mm -hmm. A children's book.
1: (laughs) Very unpopular. (laughs) Very unpopular. Um, I would
0: love to read that book
1: do you think it would include rhyme i think it would include rhyme.
0: Anyway. yeah well because obviously you and i'll have to write it so <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll whenever we like
1: <laughs> yeah when we have spare time <laughs> um, maybe next lockdown oh god mm, okay. oh no 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 please uh, <laughs> uh, in
0: 1967
1: as well um in a commonwealth referendum over 90 percent of the australian population voted yes in favour of removing two sections of the Australian constitution which discriminated against Aboriginal people. So this resulted in Indigenous people being counted in the Australian census. Yeah, another big one. And when I say 90% of the Australian population, that was pre-Indigenous people being counted. Oh, yeah,
0: it was all the people that were allowed to vote and no one in the territories. Territories weren't allowed to vote in referendums either.
1: Yes, so that is how it is referred to historically, but asterisks. All of that information. Yep. Uh, still in 1967, references to British were removed from the Australian passports and British subjects were taken out of the Nationality and Citizenship Act. So we're shifting away. Uh, the Council for Aboriginal Affairs was established and the first Australian satellite was launched from Wamera in South Australia. So Australia was the third ever country to launch a sat- satellite from its own territory. Hmm.
0: So a lot happens in 18 months. Yeah, space is, is wild. Like imagine, like not having a mobile phone, but you're just yeeting stuff into space, <laughs> you
1: know? <laughs> in my brain, I pictured Holt and Nugget literally like yeeting a satellite mm. off a cliff into space.
0: That's how it works. Farewell.
1: Yeah, I think that's what happened. Mm. No mm. no fact checking needed.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Yeah. So Holt was known for supporting Australia's relationship with Asia and the Pacific, stating whether we are classed by the geographer as part of Asia or not, we increasingly think of ourselves as involved in its problems and concerned with its potentialities. So this is pretty cool. Like he's actually a huge part of the shift away from British, the British Empire and into us being part of the Pacific, which yeah, geographically we are. Um, Mm. He was also famously known for supporting the United States, standing next to President Lyndon B. Johnson on the south lawn of the White House, declaring, you have an admiring friend, a staunch friend that will be all the way with LBJ. This was actually quite controversial because many people back in Australia criticised him for stating this as many people blamed the United States for Australia's involvement in the Vietnam War. Mm. He said friend twice. Yeah. One friend with friend. <laughs> yeah, that was the main controversy. Um, mm, I think. Yeah. yeah. Holt's strong relationship with President Johnson led to the first presidential visit to Australia ever. Um, "Quote: They're really here," said, <laughs> <laughs> said Prime Minister Holt in his welcome speech. <laughs> to which the crowd was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> they're really here." <laughs> wow uh, it's do you know the, where they went uh all all over i think like okay. sydney canberra mostly but mm. yeah <laughs> but they're really here is the speech equivalent of like i can't believe it's not butter like yeah. it's <laughs> just like whoa <laughs> look at this guy right here yeah the americans yeah. finally came um <laughs> Good God. So Holt was in office for 692 days until the 17th of December, 1967. Mm -hmm. Holt's last day in cabinet for 1967 was on the 14th of December, after which he travelled to Melbourne to holiday for a few days. His wife, Zara, remained in Canberra to prep for Christmas. During his holidays, he drove from Turak, where he and his wife called home, to Portsea to stay in their holiday home. At some point, he dropped in to see his neighbour, Marjorie Gillespie, and her husband
0: for cocktails. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Like that on the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> say, huh? We'll just <laughs> leave that one for now. We'll come back to it. Yeah, we, we will pretty much immediately on the mm-hmm. afternoon of the seventeenth of December, nineteen sixty-seven. Harold Holt and friends Marjorie and her daughter Alan Stewart and Martin Simpson visit Point Nepean in hopes of catching circumnavigator Alec Rose.
0: Um, Is it Nepean? Is it spelled like Nepean? Maybe Nepean. N-A-P-E-A-N. I I don't know how that's spelled because no. I haven't read that or heard that word. <laughs> it's in Sydney. Yeah, you
1: Southerners, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, Queenslander, Nepean.
0: <laughs> Um, I could be wrong too. Look. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they all go to that
1: place <laughs> in the hopes of catching circumnavigator Alec Rose pass by. However, visibility was low, so the group decided to move on. During the journey back, Holt suggested that the group pop by Cheviot Beach for a swim. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, mm. So Holt was known for swimming and spearfishing in New Cheviot Beach, like the back
0: of his hand. Mm, if you're spearfishing, you know how to swim, like you're a good swimmer. Yep, yep. So um, he like,
1: he also was known for catching the fish, like spearing it, and then putting the fish corpse in his wetsuit and it would bleed down his body while he got another one.
0: Why? Is that, do, is that just a normal spearfishing thing? Is that what they do? Or is that Look, a Harold Holt special? <laughs> I think they call it the Holt special. <laughs> mm. No, I'm it making doesn't... that up. I don't know. but uh... Surely not. Come on, people. Yeah. What if you're spearfishing, <laughs> what are you
1: doing? Yeah. Surely there's some kind of apparatus that means you're not jamming a giant fish where your family jewels are. Like that's got to be yeah, safe. It's
0: really like a you know, a floating container or like a boat, just chuck it in the boat and then go again. Also, can you get a UTI from fish guts? <laughs> well, um, I think that's a question for your GP. Uh,
1: we'll do a poll. We'll do a poll. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, Dr. Jane. Um, can you get a UTI from fish guts? I think she would send me to my therapist immediately. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
1: not for me. It's for a friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a friend Harold needs to know. Oh, God. Oh, dear. I don't even remember where we were. Okay. So, He's put a fish in his wetsuit and then gone Well, about he, day. he
1: hasn't this time, but he was <laughs> okay. known to. There's, just to be clear, sans fish. This story
0: is sans okay. fish. Yeah. As far as we know.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So swimming and fishing were some of his favourite things to do on holiday, as we know, and although he was somewhat experienced, he had had close calls before. So it's reported that his press secretary, Tony Eagleton, had complained to him about the risk he was putting himself in, especially as a Mm. prime minister, Um, and Holt famously responded, look, Tony, what are the odds of a prime minister being drowned or taken by a shark?
0: Oh, dear. Yeah. Look, Tony.
1: Look, Tony. Um, I couldn't verify this next fact 100%, but there are reports that are that on the ex- this exact morning, on the 17th, one of the headlines in The Australian, the national newspaper, read, PM advised to swim less. And the article included advice from his doctor about the pressures he was putting on his body as well as the dangers of spearfishing in turbulent ocean water.
0: Mm. yeah. Yeah, no foreshadowing here. Literally none. At all. None. What could happen? It's like the Titanic is unsinkable. Yeah, Come yeah. Come at me. Yeah, he Look, is. Tony. Harold Holt. What could happen? It's the yeah. Titanic of prime ministers. Yeah. Oh, oh
1: no. dear. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Um, I'm literally recording it and distributing it. Everyone can yeah. quote me on it. Yeah, Mm. although Holt was followed by a security detail on all official business, as
0: mentioned before. Because of the time he got
1: punched. Yeah, and the other guy got shot big time. Yeah, Um,
0: and then someone tried to kill him potentially or they just wanted to go home.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still unresolved. Um, He Mm. often refused security when holidaying. His hmm. wife would later be on the record stating that she suspected this was to hide his affairs. Oh. During this trip, he was not accompanied by security, but as mentioned earlier, was accompanied by Marjorie Gillespie.
0: His- and her husband?
1: No, her husband was not there. Okay. Um, she was his secret girlfriend. Like, that is oh. pretty much proven fact, yeah. Mm. And Zara knew, obviously. Yes, yes, Zara knew. Um, The group agreed to go for a swim and stopped at Cheviot Beach just after midday. Alan Stewart joined Harold Holt in the water briefly. The water was reported to be quite rough that day, but they went for a swim anyway. They hadn't been in long when Alan realised he couldn't see his friend anymore. Those on the shore also watched him disappear Marjorie described watching Holt disappear like a leaf being taken out. They all described how one moment he was there, then suddenly he was gone. It was instantaneous.
0: That's terrifying. Yep. We should all fear the sea, everyone. Fear the sea, swim between the flags. Yeah. Yep. Don't put a fish in your wetsuit.
1: <laughs> you might get a UTI.
0: Not to make light. No, no, but that,
1: yep. So a search for the missing Prime Minister commenced pretty much immediately, although there were grave concerns for his well-being. Initially, the search had a glimpse of hope, willing the PM to turn up further down the shore at another beach, alive. The army was in charge of the search and rescue operation. Dozens of police, divers and rescue squads went looking for halts. Several aircraft, including military and rescue helicopters, were sent. As the news began to spread, crowds of citizens lined the road. Zara Holt was still in Canberra at the lodge, packing for their Christmas holidays when she was notified of her husband's disappearance. A special aircraft flew her to Melbourne at 4.30pm and then a Commonwealth car took her to Port C, which is about a 70-mile drive from the airport, so not a fun drive. No, no. She was accosted by the media when she arrived at the cliffs but barely addressed to them. Talking about the event in her later years, she remembered, quote, sort of freezing. Your head said he's missing. Your heart says he's not. She said she only cried at night when no one could see her. She felt the need to remain stoic around others. Oh, poor Zara. Yeah, yeah, pretty horrible. Um, the ABC broadcast, the event. It is feared the Prime Minister has drowned. It was one of the first times a 24-hour almost approach was taken to reporting a current event in Australia. This reflected the national interest in the tragedy and the public's yearning for and right to the information, him being the Prime Minister. Hmm. Yeah, That's so it's one, of, yeah, yeah. it's one of the first times that the, the ABC kind of emergency news broadcasting system was put in place. Hmm. Yeah, Um, which we now use a lot, which is, you know, a positive that's come out of this. Waves were six to eight feet high during parts of the rescue, which is very high. Yeah. I am five foot one. Mm. That is too high. Too high. One rescue boat was tipped and destroyed, which is also um, wow. There's footage of that if you want to have a look. Passengers were collected mostly unscathed. One diver searcher said the water was very rough. it was like being inside of a washing machine. They dived on and off for two and a half hours until sunset and stayed and stated on camera that evening, which was broadcast live on the ABC, that the likelihood of finding a body in the current conditions were almost impossible. The search continued until nightfall. Um, after having started at 12.40pm and was put on hold till the next morning. Torrential rain fell overnight. So the next morning, the tone had shifted significantly. Officials essentially declared that they had no hopes of finding him alive. The conditions mm. meant that the search was going to be extremely difficult, but they would persist with trying to find a body. So it's pretty grim. Um yeah. There's a lot of archival footage that you can find from these news reports where people are just having to talk about this live on camera. And it's pretty fascinating. The search widened into a larger area, but divers were called on and off as conditions worsened. There was even a shark sighting at one point, putting divers completely on hold. So it's worst case conditions. Mm. Um, Holt's press secretary, Tony, again, stated to the media, I think all of us close to the PM are still hanging on to a shred of hope. The search continued for several more days but was significantly reduced on December 22nd. By January 5th, it was completely closed. Authorities did not find a body during the extensive search and never would. On the evening, yeah, on the evening Mm. of Holt's disappearance, John McEwen, who was leader of the country party, which is the national party, and deputy PM, was sworn in as caretaker leader until the Liberal Party could vote on a replacement, Um, which is the same rules as we have now. So in the coalition, they automatically move up until a vote. Mm -hmm. A memorial service was held at St. Paul's Cathedral in Melbourne on the 22nd of December and was visited by world leaders, family, and members of parliament. Crowds of citizens gathered outside of St Paul's Cathedral and spilled out onto the street. President Johnson attended and visited the interim leader, John McEwen. In this time, Johnson made it very clear that Australia's relationship with the US would not be the same without Harold. They were very close friends. So wow. he, com- yeah, he compared the death to the somewhat recent loss of JFK and stated, "My personal loss is heavy." Harold Holt was generous with the gift of a warm and wise heart. I found comfort in his friendship and strength in his partnership. So they were very close. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's reported very formal
0: and a very nice. Yeah, formal nice and poetic.
1: Yeah. Hmm. It's reported that the battle to become his replacement started almost immediately with Liberal mm-hmm. Party members even attempting to make deals at the
0: funeral. <sighs>
1: I mean, it checks out, of course. I know. I, t- the, of course, like, that's what they were doing. You know, I know they said they saw a shark in the ocean, but there were also sharks on the land at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The- <laughs> making making <laughs> deals. Um, uh. Oh, good God. Yeah. Ultimately, the vote would not occur until the 9th of January, 1968, in the new year, and was won by John Gorton, who became
0: the new prime minister. John Gorton. John Gorton. Never heard of him.
1: Yeah, he wasn't there for very long. (laughs) (laughs) No, thirty years. No. Um, Harold Holt was only the third prime minister to die in office. The official investigation into his death concluded that he accidentally drowned. Yeah. This is not the end of the story, Jessica. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Due to the sudden and unsolved mystery around Harold Holt's death, there are several prominent and unrelenting conspiracy theories. Of course there are. Yeah, and it's not even uh, where there are.
0: Mm, like, yeah. people believe these to this day. Which is so, like, but it's just, it's so believable that someone would just drown. Like, that's, it's so simple. It's like that happened. People saw it happen. Yeah. Like, have you been to Australia?
1: Yeah, it's a dangerous place. We're not meant to be mm. here.
0: No, <laughs> we should fear the sea. Yes, I, just, I think it bears repeating.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. So they, they, the conspiracy theories range from like, okay, I can see how you would believe that, to just absolutely absurd. Um, <laughs> this was in the middle of the Cold War, so stories of spies, assassinations and espionage were all the rage at the time. Mm-hmm. An American lawyer um, stated the following day after Holt's death My hunch from fragmentary press reports is there's a better than 50% chance that Mr Holt's death was not accidental but resulted from expert
0: sabotage, probably foreign. Fragmentary press reports, were they following it 24 hours?
1: No, because they were in America. So, of course, they Uh, weren't seeing the mm. 24-hour ABC anyway. True. Yeah, which is part of the problem. Um, Mm. And he wasn't the only one who thought this. So some of the more trivial... Imagine what can happen
0: when you don't have, like, ready access to the news.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not relevant at all. What can go wrong? Again, recording this at the height of February (laughs) Um, 2021. Yesterday woke up and Facebook was like, no more news for you. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. We'll check back in. I'm looking forward to conspiracy theorists just having a platform. Unregulated. Oh, it's going to be great, mm, mm, and by great, I mean absolutely dire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. So, some of the more trivial conspiracy theories include that Holt was part of a vaguely Asian crime syndicate.
0: Oh. Yep. There aren't many details. That's that's it. No. That's that, why you did the little quotation marks with I your did. hands. I did, because yeah. it's a bit racist. Um, that, mm. <laughs> that Holt was on drugs, so he was
1: taking multiple medications at the time from two separate GPs,
0: mm-hmm. which is... Harold, come on. ...not allowed. Um,
1: but that that was also part of the reason why there had been talks about why he shouldn't be swimming in mm. rough deep because he had actually had heart problems and stuff before.
0: Yeah. So that's hardly a conspiracy. That's just like a oh that's, yeah, he was
1: yeah. But the conspiracy was that he drowned was on a lot of drugs and was like not lucid. Mm. Um, uh. Yeah the the <laughs> the next one is that Holt was a homosexual and killed himself.
0: Oh, um, yep. Wow. Yep.
1: Homosexuality was so embarrassing at the time that it led to a conspiracy theory of people being like, well. That has to have been it. He couldn't have drowned just because he drowned. He had to be gay. Mm. Yeah. Man. (sighs) I feel deeply uncomfortable. Um, In actual fact, Harold Holt Mm. was a known womaniser. So definitely not a homosexual. Mm. Uh, Marjorie being one of his extramarital girlfriends, there is a theory that his opponents were attempting to use this against him and that the pressure became too real, so he decided to kill himself. So there's one party being like, he's gay, he killed himself, and the other party being like, he's Mm. too straight, he killed himself, Um, which is great. So his wife Mm. in an interview much later in life said he was a womanizer, he loved them. When asked why, (laughs) yeah, she said it kind of Mm. with love. Um, You can watch it as well. So when asked Mm. why she stayed with him, she explained that everyone loved him and he had a love of women. He was charming to her and she loved him. She decided, quote, I'll look the other way. All right, you do you, Zara. So that was her, yep. Another theory is based on evidence that Holt was about to pull the troops out of war, which would have been quite a pivot from his election campaign and the general views of the Liberal Party. It's implied that Holt was realising the human impact of the war, you know, boys were dying and coming home traumatised, and therefore was going to retreat, leading to an American CIA assassination theory. This theory has been debunked by many senior politicians. (laughs)
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. so the whole was, premise of that is that like Lyndon was
0: like you know
1: bros before hoes how dare you mm. the dead
0: um mm. yeah but not well harold company man 30 years he's you know yeah, absolutely toe in the party light like you yeah. know it's not mm. yeah he's deep he's deep in yeah um The
1: theory that gains the most traction, however, and still lives on to this day, and this is the one that peaked during that Cold War era as well, it kind of resurged in the 80s, was that Harold Holt was a Chinese spy for the communists and Chairman Mao. The drowning was a cover-up. Harold did not drown at all but was, quote, spirited away to a Chinese submarine using an air cocoon. Excuse me?
0: Yeah, Do you want to I, run
1: me through what an air cocoon is? I thought you might have that question, Jessica. Mm. Look, I watched a documentary about this and they reenacted this air cocoon thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically it's an empty helmet, and because of the where where the hole is, there's still air in the helmet. Because the hole's
0: mm-hmm. at the bottom, so it's
1: like a bubble. And yeah. someone can be sitting underwater and another diver will put that bubble on top of their head so they can suddenly breathe. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. For like a couple breaths.
1: Yeah, not for very long, obviously.
0: And then they're whisked okay. into a submarine apparently. Yeah. Okay.
1: Pretty simple stuff.
0: Hmm. Is this just a conspiracy born from racism because they were just like, oh, he was working with Asia more than, and like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: he, so he did toe the party line, but he actually was much more I mean, you wouldn't necessarily call him progressive now, but for the time he was much more progressive in his views around working with the Pacific and the US rather than working with Europe and the UK. And British that did Empire. rub some people the wrong way. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine instead of just, you know, being the, like the, the PM where you have actual power in your country. Yeah. Like you're the, be like, actually, no, I think I want to be, a spy and not get as much done and have to live my life in secret forever yeah like i'll just leave for my collection of girlfriends and my children and my job and my friends
1: yeah i don't believe that he would leave
0: nugget behind no i don't think so either
1: or Lyndon. no maybe that's why people thought he was a homosexual anyway
0: (laughs) Mm, maybe oh
1: god so the Chinese spy theory is what it's called, was originally made popular by Ronald Titcomb, and led to the publication of the book <laughs> The Prime oh. Minister Was a Spy by Anthony Gray in 1983 in that kind of post-Cold War, peak Cold War.
0: Is that a children's book
1: or...? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's the sequel to what Halter Nugget Go to the Ballet. Yeah. Um, so this is 15 years later this resurges because this bloke made a book about it Mm. and the theory gained international attention in both the 60s originally and then again in the 80s Mm. and that's why it's stuck because people still read this book the rumors and conspiracies have lived on for decades in 2005 this resulted in an inquest into the investigation of his death to ensure that the original declaration of accidental drowning was correct and to check
0: that there had been no mishaps or foul play. 2005. 2005. Yeah. And like the ABC were, were there. Yeah. Doing their, their, Everyone their was journalism. There. Yeah. yeah. The
1: inquest's findings matched the original declaration and found no evidence supporting the conspiracy theories. Of course. Holt's, yeah. Holt's grandson, Robert, stated the following in an interview with the New Daily in 2017. Oh, no. That's still, too recent. People are still asking. Every hmm. year there are people who drown in Australian waters and we never find the body. Robert told Channel 9, speaking on the windswept beach where his grandfather was last seen. If you look at the beach here and how shallow it is, the idea that a submarine could have got in here is absolute madness. My grandmother said he didn't even like Chinese food, so it's unlikely he was taken away by a Chinese submarine.
0: Oh, that's a good quote from a man who is sick of having to talk about it.
1: Yep. Yep, that was published in the New Daily in
0: 2017. Mm -hmm. look he makes some points
1: (laughs) i don't even like their food why would i live there Mm. for the rest of my life Mm. which one he's wrong about the food but absolutely (laughs) and a a bulletproof Mm. argument Mm. so to summarize holt's legacy lives on in several different ways many people know him for the drowning but there's actually a few other things so
0: Mm.
1: the suburb of holt in the Australian Capital Territory, ah, Mm -hmm. was named after him. The Naval Communications Station, Harold E. Holt. The Harold Holt Fisheries Reserves, which are five protected areas in the southern
0: Port Phillip area. Because he liked fishing.
1: Because he liked fishing. US Navy Ship, USS Harold E. Holt, was named after him because Lyndon Johnson, his wife Zara was invited to smash the bottle christening the ship, and there's footage of her doing it, and she had to do it quite a few times. Like, it didn't...
0: Oh, to get the... Yeah,
1: but everyone had a laugh. Everyone was like, oh, Holt Holt would have liked this, I think Mm. someone said. Um, And then (laughs) the Harold Holt Memorial Swimming Centre
0: in Melbourne. Which... That's one of the only things that I knew about Harold Holt was that he drowned at sea yeah. and that he had a fucking memorial swimming pool. And I, I just, <laughs> I cannot, I can't, I can't uh, get over it. I
1: think we went through this entire episode without swearing until you were like, fucking
0: pool." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's just, who you signed know. off on that, you know?
1: Yeah, I. It's funny. I've I always felt that way, and now having done all this research on him, I actually feel differently about it because I now know how much he loved swimming and fishing. And I'm like, oh, they've just named all these things after his favorite activities. Like that would
0: have been the sentiment. But like he did, yeah. Obviously, that's the sentiment. Sentiment, but he just he drowned. You know? No, he didn't. He was spirited away. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's- um
1: the locals in the area are known to call the pool dead harry's ah,
0: oh. <gasps> oh which is that's,
1: brutal
0: mm, but yeah yep is it also great it's it's accurate <laughs> yeah so well, it's all, a good reminder you know to really take oh your swimming lesson seriously that's the thing
1: like This feels like the Titanic of swimming pools and that it's like we've named it after a PM who famously drowned. If someone drowns Mm. in that pool ever, it's going to be like,
0: Yeah. What if another PM goes for a swim and has a rough time at the Harold Holt Memorial Swimming Pool? I
1: look forward to reading the conspiracies um, Mm. on Facebook, which is now just a (laughs) (laughs) free-for-all. Although Holt was in office as PM very briefly, just shy of two years, he actually got a lot done, as we heard, Mm. and was somewhat progressive for the time, other than the war stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially compared to our idea of what a Liberal Party politician often looks like today. He wasn't perfect at all, but between the referendum, appointing the first female ministers, and the establishment of OZCO, he got some important stuff done.
0: Yeah, especially for the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, in a brief 18 months, got stuff done. Mm. So that's the story of the life and death of Harold Holt.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's quite
0: an action-packed tale. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I mean, the conspiracy theories, I guess people don't like to accept that, oh, actually this man just tragically died at sea. People prefer a a juicy conspiracy.
1: I think that's what a lot of people say about conspiracy theories is that it's easier for some people to believe in them because they're actually less scary than the reality, which is that people can Mm. just die.
0: Yeah, and that the simplest explanation is generally the right one, which is that he just died.
1: Because the spookiest thing of all is that we are not in control.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. What do we know about like 5% of the ocean anyway?
1: Yeah, 5%. Yeah. Mm. Terrifying. Anyway. My-, <laughs> <laughs> My sources for this episode were the National Archives of Australia, which I highly recommend looking up the Harold Holt videos in there. The ABC The Australian Prime Minister's Centre, the National Film and Sound Archive of Australia, also full of excellent videos, the Museum of Australian Democracy at Old Parliament House, the Sydney Morning Herald and the New Daily.
0: (laughs) Tune in next Monday where we're going to do our first classic film. We're going to be looking at Looking for Ella Brandy with a special guest, Alexi Toliopoulos. That's me, baby. And it's my favourite movie. Is here from the future/slash so. past. Can't tell. Slash past. We, I mean, we'll have to Time find out. Time travel is difficult. <laughs> Tune in next week.